Welcome to the Real Heal Podcast. I'm Danica. And I am Ashley. And we are here to get super real on all the people, places, and things that heal. So we are so excited to have you guys with us today. We are chatting all the things therapy. So I guess, Dan, I just kind of wanted to kick it off and say, okay, so like, okay, so Danica and I have been through therapy. We are in all of the therapies, I suppose. Yes. But when, I guess to shoot it to you, when was the first time that you went to therapy? The first time I went to therapy was probably 2010, 11, something like that. Ashley and I were both living in New York City. We mm-hmm. were just living la vida loca, having the best time. Ball, and- ball. Yes. And that we just, you know, obviously in your twenties, you don't have the most healthy relationships. And, um, I really just like kind of was sick of my own shit and like, what am I doing with all of these idiots? And somebody needs to give me a little bone here. Cause I'm a little zhuzh. A little zhuzh. I'm not doing it well on my own. So I went and it's been uh, almost like 12, 10, 12 year journey of, talk therapy. I know. What about you? Oh, I was 18 and a freshman in college. And I think I, we talk, uh, you know, we talk a little bit more of this on the episode, yeah. but I think what was so interesting for me. And I mean, we, you know, you were a little bit older, maybe a few years older. Um, cause what we were 22, 23. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, no, 2010, 2011. We were older than we that. We were like 26, seven, eight, do we, something do we like want that. To age- right now? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So 27, 28. Um, but yes, I was 18 and I was just confused. I, yeah. I had kind of a weird choosing where I went to school. I thought I was going to USC, you guys. I thought I was this, that, and the other, and I, I did not get in to USC. I, I like to think I was waitlisted, although I really, there's times I don't, I actually, I, I second guess myself. I should probably just ask my mom what really happened there. Cause I kind of yes. walked it out, but Anyway, so I was just going through my first kind of big, you know, bout of transformation and trying to figure out who I was. So I went to therapy, but I remember at the time, I don't, I didn't have, not that to my knowledge, I don't think I had any friends that went to therapy. Not at that age. I I surely didn't. And by the time I was going to therapy, we were 26, 27, 28, something in there. A lot of our friends in New York were like, wait, you don't have a therapist? I have like two to three therapists. So get it together. Right. Get with the program. So I kind of felt like, oh, okay. I'm not doing this like weird thing. But I do also remember when I would talk about it at work, I was working at the Soho Grand Hotel at the time. Mm. And like my friends and I would kind of like whisper about it. You know, like it wasn't like, now Ashley and I are always like, girl, let me tell you what my therapist said, you know, and now it's like just part of the real normal conversation, but, um, you know, that's, that has a lot to do with where I was and my comfortability with it. And, you know, it's kind of like, not embarrassing, I guess, isn't the word, but like saying like, Hey, I can't figure this out. Help me. You know, it's like a humbling moment. Totally. Yeah. And you know, even with my clients, I'll look at some of their charts sometimes and go like, God, you need therapy. I mean, anybody like who has a lot of Pisces, you know, um, or, or there's just, there's different charts where I'll just go, gosh, like you are picking up on so much information. How do you discern what is yours? How do you discern what is like, what is not yours? Yeah. And so at, like, even today I did a session and I was trying 
in the kindest way to be like, have you ever thought about therapy or just making sure that you always have a therapist? But even then, right. Even now today, it's still hard to say, yeah, you know, like, hello therapy, you know, the, the easiest trick in, you know, not the easiest trick in the book, but you know, the most probably socially acceptable of, of all the the therapy. So I guess with that, I think that's why we're so excited for you all to listen to today's episode because we kick it off with our dear friend and licensed mental health counselor slash therapist, um, Allison Norris. And so we both felt therapy was such a gateway for us as we started to explore more layers of ourselves and try on different healing modalities to help support us in our self-evolution. Um, that we just wanted to start with her and really get some basics around the idea of talk therapy and the benefits and and why you need it and how to get a therapist, like all those things. We thought in so many ways, this is probably common knowledge, but maybe not. Some people don't don't know all the things. So And it can be really intimidating. And am I going to like this therapist? And Mm. You know, I, I say in the episode, it's like, you have to date your therapist, you know, give it three, yes. t- give it three tries. And if you don't like, move on. Yeah. I have to share a quick story with that. You yeah. guys, I went, so my husband and I were in couples therapy. This was oh, maybe five or six years ago. And we had this therapist and I am, you'll learn this about me, but I am like the eternal optimist. I'll give anyone a freaking shot. You know, I'm like, we'll work this through. And it was clear as day that this guy was not the right fit at all. And there was so many things. There were so many reasons why. The Um, therapist wasn't the right fit, not her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me make that clear. But it was. And so I was like, how do we even do this? How do we break up this relationship? Like this is not okay. Um, But realizing that it isn't, it isn't a one size fits all. And it, it takes a little, takes a little dating to your point. It really does. And you also don't want to get too far in that you're like, ugh, I've told this person my whole story. I don't want to have to go do that all over again. Um, but I think, you know, you know how you feel in your body. You know how you feel when you leave the session. Do you feel seen? Do you feel heard? Do you feel like this person's lifestyle maybe complements yours? And maybe that doesn't matter to you. Maybe it doesn't need to. Yep. Um, but I know when I was in my 20s going to therapy, I was like, oh, this girl. We yeah. do not have the same life. You, yeah. I don't think you understand at all. But, you know, it was my first go around. I didn't really know the, not rules, but like the right to even way add, to do like, it. Yeah, well, I didn't really like, know what I was doing. Yes. Yeah. Well, even I think from therapy, it's like listening to what your intuition says, listening yeah. to all those things. And that that in itself is super helpful. Yeah. So, I guess with that, you guys, let's jump in. We look so forward to hearing your feedback. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, this is a quick reminder to subscribe. Please turn on on those notifications. Um, If you enjoy this episode, also please leave us a review. We would love to hear your takeaways. Um, And as always, please follow us along. Engage with us, connect with us at uh, Real Heal Podcast on Instagram. Yes. We love you guys. So happy that you're here and um, so much more to come. So yes. really can't wait. Mm, yes, yes.
All right. Hello. Hello. Allison, we are so excited to have you here with us today. And we honestly, we really felt like there couldn't be a better person. One, because you've been such a champion for us in starting this podcast and talking our truths and all the things. Um, but also because we really wanted to start with therapy. And that's because it's such a gateway for people with self-awareness, peeling back those layers. And so we just thought, Yes, you. Let's talk about it. Let's get into all of the nitty gritty. So thank you for being here today. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for you too. So excited for the podcast. It's amazing. Well, we love you and we love busy and we love just who you are in this world and your bright light. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Party. Woohoo. I know. We have some rapid fire questions, although they're not really rapid fire. But I guess the first, because as most of you know, I'm an astrologer, but I think it is so important to know someone's sun, moon, and rising. So let's start there. What is your cosmic signature? Okay. Um, I really, my whole entire life, didn't know that there was anything other than my sun sign. So I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. Um, and then... Cancer rising and a Libra moon. Oh, you're such a lover. I know. Such a lover, such a nurturer, so fair and balanced. Um, yeah. And one thing too is you have Mercury in Virgo, which I think, again, really rounds you out with all the elements, but also gives you just this ability to be such an efficient communicator, um, which is so important in the work that you do. So, yeah. Um, and to kind of give everybody a background and like a little snapshot of who you are, where you're from, the lens that you're coming from. Um, where are you from originally and where are you currently living? Uh, I grew up on an island in the Pacific Northwest, um, Whidbey Island, and um, I grew up in the woods and it was amazing. I grew up on a lake in a little fishing cabin and I feel like so much of being in nature my whole life really has shaped who I am. And um, now I live in the city. So that's a little different and a struggle for me. <laughs> but um, I live in uh, a little area right outside of Seattle. And would you, guys... you rather... Oh, oh sorry. Go no, go. <laughs> no. Would you rather be back in the woods? All day, every day. I wish I was in the woods. Yeah. Someday. Oh. Someday I'll get back there. But just right now in this phase of life, the city's where it's at. You know, okay. I'm with you. I'm ready to go to the woods. I'm ready to go with you to the woods. I wanted to say this because not everyone knows would be Island, but you guys, it is absolutely magical. It is a yeah. sweet, magical place. And I just have to share this. The first time that I went there with Allison, uh, we were making a fire <laughs> and I, I had no idea what to do. I'm a total city girl, so I knew nothing, but you literally, I mean, you knew how to cut the wood. You knew what wood to get. You knew how to lay it. And I was like, how do Allison. you know this? Yes. No, you guys, she should be on Survivor. Um, I should. Yes. No, you absolutely <laughs> should. But you really did it and you did it so well. So I was so, the city girl here was so, so impressed. Thanks. I, I am mean, so truly. impressed. Yeah, that's it though. I feel like all of us Islanders, when you know one Islander and then you have other Islanders, like we speak this other language and it isn't necessarily just would be like it's Islanders all around. There's a, mm. there's a vibe and you just... I don't know. There's a lot of self-sufficient shit going on on the islands. Yep. I don't know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And then what is your ethnic background? Um, well, uh, I am a white lady and uh, <laughs> um, from Scandinavian uh, ancestors. And yeah. Um, yeah been around in the Seattle area since oh, I, I just, I was telling Ashley this, my, um, 
I just got a hold of my great grandmother's um, day planner. She was oh. born in 1900 and she went to the University of Washington and it was her freshman year of college UW day planner. And so oh. my family's been in Seattle for quite a long time, but um, yeah, it was crazy. Like she's like, went and had lunch with Carol. It was oh. crazy. Like she yeah. wrote all these things. So special. I know. Oh. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. But thank you for asking that question. I appreciate it because it's important, you know. Yeah. yeah. We're saying that lens of, yeah, growing up as a a white person and um, learning so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were talking and, about and that. Learning. <laughs> yes. We were talking about that last night. Because um, if you don't really know someone, right, not everybody knows us or our guests. And so if someone's raised in Alabama or the Bronx, like very different perspective and just very different culture. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's really interesting to just kind of like Every time I would get in a cab, it's like, oh, where are you from? Let's yeah. let me know your life story. You know, give me a little exactly. peek into your life. So thank you yeah. for answering that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the last question, and we know this is a loaded one, um, but the pandemic for both Danica and I was a big shift for us career-wise, you know, stepping into our passion, into our purpose. We've learned a ton. We've gone through a lot. And so we would love to know if there's a big lesson that you've taken so far, especially as it's ever evolving. Like here we find ourselves again going through another wave of things um, Mm. with a lot of unknown. So would love to hear what has been your big takeaway. Um, I think, um, digging deep, uh, you know, I'm definitely someone who likes to be in charge and who likes to know what's going on and who likes to have a grasp and a handle on things. And that's been the biggest shift for me is, um, distraction versus getting things done, uh, versus powering through, um, understanding that this is all a huge giant process. You know, we're still processing. It isn't like, okay, (laughs) tie it up in a little bow and now we're going to carry on. And, um, I had therapy yesterday and was telling her that I had my first kind of moment flash of a little bit of the pandemic PTSD. It felt very, um, I felt my body. I felt everything. I felt my state of mind shift back into that April, 2020 kind of like, what the fuck is this? What are we doing? Is everyone okay? Should we be afraid? A lot of fear, a lot of unknowing. And that's Mm -hmm. hard. That's hard, you know, for a lot of reasons for a lot of people. So, um, feeling that come back, but having the also now perspective of like, oh yeah, okay. I know that it will be okay. Or even if it isn't, I've just got to sort of hunker down, stay with my family, stay in my truth. Remember who I am. Remember that I'm strong. Remember that it's okay to be weak as well and, and, and push through. So, and keep processing. Yes. Well, no. And I love, I mean, yes. And to hear from, you know, a therapist from you who like those moments of vulnerability and it's like, you do, you have all the tools in your toolkit. Shoot. You have like, hell you have more than most, (laughs) but even then, and still we have these moments, these really human moments. So thank you, my dear. Um, to dive into things, and I know I mentioned this, but again, you know, when Danica and I were thinking about first episode, what do we want to do? How do we want to start? We really felt like we've got to do therapy. We've got to do talk therapy um, because it is such a gateway. And so I, I guess with that, we just want to hear you know, not everyone clearly decides to be a therapist. Not everybody wants to go into this kind of work. And so what was it? And sort of when was your moment of knowing? And just anything you want to share about that journey that brought you 
to where you are now. Yeah. I sent you a meme uh, yesterday, I think, that said mm-hmm. like, so why'd you become a therapist? And it was all these reasons of why someone would become a therapist. And it was like, was parentified as a child, has <laughs> too much empathy, um, you know, doesn't understand the student loan system. Uh, you know, it's like all these like kind of funny things, but it made me chuckle because you know, there's so much, I think, innately that we're born into this world with, and then so much shapes us in our childhood, obviously. Um, and then here we are on the other end, trying to make sense of it all and and trying to use some of the tools that we've maybe gathered. Um, and and what, what the hell do we do? So part of it was knowing I've always had this kind of like thought, like maybe I should try this or I just found myself being drawn to trying to understand people again survival skill picked up from childhood but then yeah. I was single momming um I had a three-year-old and I knew I needed a career that would allow me to um have flexible schedule and be my own boss so that I could be with my son and so it was a little bit practical and a little bit spiritual combination and Um, I went to school when my son was three and got my master's degree. And you guys, I was a Spanish major in undergrad with the psych and yeah, I was psych and um, women's studies double minor, but just a Spanish major. So I I really had always kind of like tickled me, but then definitely later on, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. Like, fuck it. I want to do this. I know it's something that I, I feel like I could be good at, but you know, like anybody else, I always struggle with imposter syndrome and feeling like I'm not the smartest one in the group and I don't, yeah. I'm not the best therapist. And so that question is hard. Cause I'm like, I, yeah. I, I hope I did it. I hope I'm okay at it. I, I chose yeah. it. <laughs> so <laughs> what were you doing for work before being a therapist? I graduated from college and got into marketing um, for a real estate developer in downtown Seattle. I don't know if you've heard of a little uh, series called uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but (laughs) Christian Grey lives in a building in Seattle called Escala, and Escala was my project. So that was where I was, and it was super fun and bougie and amazing and like awesome. And then I moved to Chicago with my best friend, got pregnant, moved promptly right home. Uh, and, uh, As one and, does. yep. And was nannying and just kind of like trying to make it work and brought my son with me to all the nanny gigs and oh. actually started, um, volunteering in, uh, leading new parent support groups and single parent support groups. And that was what really kind of catapulted me into being like, yeah, I love these support groups yeah. and I, I, I've got something here. I want to turn yeah. this into a career. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that awesome. is special. Yeah. I love that. Well, and also, so just because I want to get a little technical and because me and Dan are both going through this, we're like, okay, there's therapists, there's psychiatrists, just any of the, can you just clarify, like, what's the difference? Yeah. Yes. I feel like people, I mean, therapist and counselor are sort of interchangeable. Uh Technically, I am a licensed mental health counselor. You'll see LMHC or you'll see LMHCA, which means they're an associate still. Um, That's that's what a therapist is, right? Then there's also, I mean, there's um, social workers. They also can practice very similarly to, Mm -hmm. you know, therapists, uh, master in counseling in that way. Um, There's psychiatrists, obviously, that prescribe medicine, meds. They 
sometimes are like, yeah, we'll have our, our session. Give me all the information. I'll do all of the assessment, prescribe you the best I can. And then maybe we'll meet once a month, but you can still work with your regular counselor mm-hmm. or um, some psychiatrists will be like, yeah, come see me every, you know, every week. It just kind of depends on what, you know, they feel. And then someone who is a psychologist is a doctor. So they have a PhD right. or a PsyD and they will do a lot more research, um, a lot more just of, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically just a lot more research and they'll be published and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, but they also yeah. practice very similarly to a, a therapist as well. Like my, my therapist is a psychologist technically. Okay. That's really interesting about social workers. I didn't, where have I been? But I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. It's kind of like the umbrella, but you can get your master's in social work and, you know, go in the counseling route as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And before you decided to become a therapist, had you yourself ever been to therapy? Yes. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Why? Tell us I, all the details. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got broken up with, cheated on in college. Mm. So rude. And so rude. I was so rude. I was a senior. Ugh, whatever. Anyway. But I like <laughs> lost my damn mind. I was so pissed. And I think of it now as my very first um, real life trigger. Right. Mm. Like the first time where I was like, what in the heck is this rage? Like, why can't I get this under control? I am devastated. Yep. Um, and so much of that was from childhood and from things, you know, and and I don't know, I lost it. So I wasn't eating, wasn't sleeping, crying every day. And I finally was like, Yep, it's time to call that phone number that I see around campus. Um, <laughs> and went and had my first session with with this little old guy in the counseling center and he was awesome and taught me so much. And then, um, I actually, yeah, I graduated, left him in his counseling office and then, uh, went and saw a different, uh, therapist. And I, I, I think the longest I've ever not been in therapy, I'd say cumulatively is probably only like a couple years over the last almost 20 years. Yeah. So you're, you are still in therapy currently. I never won't be in therapy. Yeah. I certainly am and it will it will always be a part of my my life for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I've been in therapy since for probably about nine years and I'm just like taking a little pause right now Mm because my last therapist, we were like doing some pretty crazy shit. We were doing past life work and subconscious work and I mean, my husband and I, God bless him, we would go and we would scream at each other for an hour or two and then we would leave and he'd be like, oh, let's, let's hug it out. And I'd be like, don't you fucking don't you not even me. look at me. Yeah. And then, you know, I needed to have a little process time, a little yeah. calm down time. And then, you know, but now doing that for so many years, now we're in such a better place that like, you have to get all that shit out. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to like really put it all. I think it's a really good combination of like being mature enough to be honest with yourself about the ways that you suck. And in college, I definitely so like bravo to you because I definitely wasn't probably mature enough to be like, what's my part of this? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you have to be really mature with your or mature and honest with yourself. And then. I mean, I didn't really think about, you know, like 
five years down the road, how how great are we going to be in our relationship? Because at the time yeah. it was just so like raw and nasty, you know, like right. in those moments. Right. But now having gone through all of that, I'm so thankful that we did because we really put it all on the table, you know, and yeah. it's like, this is who I am. Are you down or are you not down? What, mm-hmm. what are we doing yeah. here? You know, yeah. so bravo to you for doing it in college because I think that is like rare. Yeah. Well, like, it was also 20 years ago now, right? And that's, yeah. that's oh, such true. a different, you know, it's it's a different kind of time then. You know, most most college students, it's not weird. Most early 20s kids, it's not weird to have therapy. Yeah. Um, but it was still kind of like hush, hush. Like, I don't think I was like mm-hmm. advertising. I felt like I was like at the lowest point of my life and I didn't, I couldn't go to a doctor what were yeah. they going to do? And so this was like, so a last resort. And I, yeah. it took me a long time to like remove that shame of, you know, I yeah. needed help and I didn't know what to do. And, yeah. you know, so there's, there's kind of the two, right. There's like the desperation. I'm at the bottom. I need help mm-hmm. type of reaching out for therapy. And then there's the other, which is like, I think I can do better. And yeah. I know I have blocks and I know there's yeah. something in my way and I have wrecked my brain trying to figure out what the heck yeah. it is keeping me from living my best life. And I can't figure it out. Call them in. Let's go. Yeah. Where's my right. backup? I need to right. talk this through. Right. So there's the, so many different reasons and, and ways. And there's yeah. couples counseling too, which holy shit, Oof. whole other ball game. Yeah. I know. I was talking yeah. with Ashley about that the other day because I think there's a really nice escapism maybe when you're going to like individual therapy where it's just you and your therapist because you can be like let me tell you about my husband Mm -hmm. oh my god and then when you're in therapy with your partner and then he's like oh that's how you think it went Uh no 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 let me tell you how it went you know and like uh, I never really knew the idea that like two people like say Allison and I are in a fight we could both be in the same fight but what Allison thinks we're fighting about and what Danica thinks we're fighting about is two completely different things like childhood wounding and insecurities and think you know and it's like oh no we weren't talking about the pizza we were talking about you know and it's like oh no I what no so I really think couples counseling is amazing or any side of like mother-daughter counseling or whatever because you really get called on your shit and -hmm. you really kind of have to sit in it in that moment with two people kind of looking at you like well why'd you do that yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like talk about accountability I mean yes Mm -hmm. yes yeah Mm -hmm. so I love it um I don't know if this is like a easily answered question but why do most people come like seek out therapy and like, what are the main reasons? And then what are the benefits of therapy? Um, I, I think it really varies. Like people really do hit a point, I think where it's not working on their own. Um, and you know, I, I, I hope, I wish that more people when they were at that spot could, could see, outside themselves and, and have that vulnerability with themselves and say, yeah, I think it's time to go talk this through, but I think it's really hard for people to get to that point. And then when they're there, they're usually at, like I was kind of a low spot. If they're if this is if they're new to therapy, right. They yep. think that it needs to get really bad before they ask for help. And I, I wish that people could not, you know, would be like, mm. that's, you know, are you, are you never going to go to the doctor until you have the heart attack? Like, Right. Fuck, I hope that's not, a really right? good point. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to go to the doctor at the first sign of something that's wrong, but we're so taught to just like get through it and, you know, mm. just push through and cope. And, um, so a lot of people come when they've hit that spot where it's like, I'm freaked out. I'm not sleeping. I'm having panic attacks, right. Which is our mm. body's way of really alarming us to that something's not okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time yeah. though, it's, if people are having, you know, telling them like, you need to go like, you need to go to therapy. Like I can't be in this relationship with you if you don't go get help. Or so sometimes I'll find people that will come because they're like, yeah, you know, my mom says, or my boyfriend says, or, um, Mm. and then a lot of times it's work related. Mm. A lot of people who are stressed about their work and their jobs Mm. and their plan. And, you know, it's always what they come in with. Um, and it's mm. always so much more, but yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's a safe one. Like, yeah, I, I'm okay. I just need to talk through, uh, you know, talk through my job here. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And all the time when you hear people that's like, I just need a few tools. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not a fucking builder. So I don't really know what that <laughs> means, but like we could, you'll have tools. You won't know how to use them unless you stay and we talk yeah. about it. But, um, you know, so yeah, all different reasons. It's interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know if, I mean, I've, I realize this also probably varies, but like, what are those benefits or like, what are the, I don't know if that's a, a thing. Or, like or a what tangible you, question. Yeah. 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 I mean, right. That's so hard to answer, but I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, when I'm with a client and they feel like they actually have a handle on their authentic self and what mm. to do with it. You know, they've, they've broken through. I'll tell you what I see a lot is people feel so loyal and like they owe their families so much. Or if they, um, if they talk about their mom or if they talk about their dad or if they talk about their childhood, they're betraying their family system. And so Mm -hmm. it's tricky to go into therapy because they're like, well, I don't want to talk about my mom because I don't want you to think that I have a bad mom. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. That was like, I was there. Yeah. 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 Right. That shame. I remember Mm. sitting there and being like, my family's great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And generally my family's great. But I mean, no family's perfect. And right. I, I really kind of had to get honest about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I remember sitting in my master's program and I felt like, you know, again, my own imposter syndrome coming through. I went to a, uh, I went to Bastyr University and it was the very first um master's in counseling psychology cohort that they'd ever done. So we were first, we're kind of like this little test group. There's about 14 of us and all these people were like, so let me talk about the trauma and what's salient. And then, and I'm like, what the heck are they getting? What are they talking about? Like, what is trauma? And I remember Mm -hmm. being like, what's a, like, how do you get a personality disorder? Like, are you born with it? Like, do you, how do you, I didn't know. I was totally, you know, brand new. And I remember raising my hand and asking, the professor like, so wait, can we, can you break down personality disorders? And she's like, well, basically if you're born a certain way and you're born into a family and they parent you the way that they think you should be parented without paying attention to who you are, they're mm-hmm. imposing all these things. And you're basically growing up in a way in which you're told you're wrong. You, 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 you are wrong just wow. because you exist because of the way that people are parenting you and trying to make you something that you're not. 
And so, of course, think about it pretty, break it down. Like your personality becomes disordered. Right. 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 And, and, and of course, there's plenty of different types of personality disorders and that isn't like a one size fits all, but that's, it, it has always stuck with me because we are, we're born into these families with these parents who really didn't take a fucking class on uh, how <laughs> right. to parent and then how to parent you, you and your right. little heart and soul. Um, right. And so they're all doing their best. You better believe that you're going to grow up with some weird shit in your mind. And it's always going to come out in your relationships. Mm. Always. Always. So people who struggle in their relationships, well, that sucks. I'd rather blame the person that I'm struggling with than blame my mother. I'd rather mm. blame the person uh. that I'm struggling with and cut them off than talk about my dad because I don't want to touch that the end. It's too hard. I've got it all made up in my mind. My coping freaking structure is solid and built and I'm not interested in rebuilding it. No, thank Mm -hmm. you. Right. I think I can literally count. Like I can think of 10 people in my head right now. Everything that you were saying that was like, I like, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't want to go in deeper. I'm going to just handle this. And I think that's, thank you for saying that because I think that's what people don't understand is like, you need this. We all need this. Everyone needs therapy. Everyone needs yeah. to peel back some of those layers. Everyone needs yeah. to identify, to acknowledge some of those patterns. Like how, yeah. how, why would, right? Why, why would we wait for the heart attack? Why would we wait well, for the stroke to happen? And it, it cracks me up when people are like, yeah, I've been to therapy. And I'm like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, I went for like six or seven sessions, Um, you know, when I was 22 and it really helped. I loved it. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, because right. here's the thing. It's similar to when someone says, like, can I have the tools? Look, there's short term um, solution focused therapy. There's coaching. There's um, EMDR. There's hypnosis. There's I mean, there's so many different types of therapy. And what's EMDR? Um, it's the one it's basically oh. wonderful for um, PTSD. It's the number one. It's the uh, oh gosh, I rapid eye movement. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Desensitization. Yeah. 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 And so, um, bilateral stimulation of the brain, it's awesome. But again, like, you know, that's a whole other thing than what I do. So it's not to say that, you know, there is definitely, there's modalities and interventions that are really helpful and can be short term. I just think what we're talking about, which is a deeper understanding of the self, deeper understanding of patterns, dynamics, traumas, triggers, you know, that just takes time. And it was Mm -hmm. so funny. I remember, um, in my twenties talking to my therapist, Sarah at the time and being like, Oh, I've already talked about all this mom stuff. Like I already mm-hmm. know everything about my mom. Like, why is it coming up again? And she's like, because you're different, Allison. Yeah, right. And in five years, it'll come up again because you'll be different and it'll hit you differently then. And so yeah. again, being in therapy, isn't like I did it now I'm done. Check the box. It's like, yeah. where am I right now? Fuck. We're in the middle of this pandemic. And so yep everything's coming up for everybody and processing it right now is so hard and so, so important because we're all regressing in our own ways because of fear and nervous system activation. Right. So, yeah, no. And I just, I do. I'm like, if you, since 2020, since all of this has started, like if you have not had a like fall on your ass moment, like a moment of some self-reflection, 
I don't know. I'd like to be you. When is it going to happen then? <laughs> what right. what but planet also, are you on? Right. Yeah. yeah. Take me But there. also, if it's not happening now or in you know, the last two years, when is it going to happen? We have the time. Right. We have mm-hmm. the space. We have the, you know, like this isn't normal. Yeah. No. So if, you ha- if you're not, uh, but, you know, there's the numbing and the, you know, yes. we've all done it. We all do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, look at look at Brene, right? Brene Brown. Ugh. She's like the top of the top Point. of the top because she just so beautifully highlighted all of the ways that we numb and cope and how uh-huh. shame plays into everything. And it's like, find me a human who can't relate. And that's why she yeah. is so, you know, well known and, and so popular. Cause she's speaking uh-huh. to to us as humans universally. And yeah. that's that's so beautiful. Now, there's a lot of different things though, I think, you know, going into therapy, um, you know you had mentioned earlier, it's like, okay, I'm white. So how do you bring that into your therapy session? We have to look at trauma so differently. You know, if I have um, a person of color in my office, am I going to go in there and be like, okay, so like, let's talk trauma. And like, you know, there's no way that I'm going to understand the trauma through that lens. Does that mean that I can't work with that person? No, it means that I need to identify it and bring it up and understand how I could potentially harm them further. Right. But we have a huge issue in our country with not having accessible therapy to, you know, different, different, um, different people. And it's, it's a huge problem. So it's systemic, it's goes all around, but, um, but I do, I, I, I wish, I mean, gosh, I could go on for literally hours and hours about how, how much of an issue there is in our mental health um, world. There's a lot of people in this pandemic that are like, oh, are you guys ready for the next pandemic, which is the mental health pandemic? And I'm like, uh, already been here. Y'all yeah. Were in what? It. The mental next. health pandemic already been here. It, yeah. We're right. there. It's oh, we old are news here. at this point. Yeah. Are you just getting here to the party? Like, hello. So, right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and thank you for touching done. on that. My first experience with therapy was I was depressed and it was my first year of college. And through the sessions that I had with this woman, we talked a lot about because I'm Mexican and white and I come from a privileged family, but I also have family that isn't privileged. And there was just a lot of duality. And so we talked a lot about that. And at the very end of sort of when we stopped working with each other, she sort of was just like, well, you know, you've been living in a basement for the past year you know, that's probably why. And I remember thinking, gosh, that's really not what I took from this. And at yeah. that moment, I kind of went, I, I don't think like, and well, so that was sort of the catalyst of why I was like, okay, I don't think we're the right fit. And so my next question for you is mm-hmm. going to be from both sides, from the client perspective and from yours, how do you decide when a client is the right fit? Um, how does a client decide that you're the right fit or like is there a little do we do we date for a minute do we do a little dance do we do a few sessions together and reevaluate i know this is loaded but like how does that work and do you ever or have you ever found yourself in a place where you're like this is not working i oh yeah just yeah and how do you how do you navigate that um i'll start as the as the client um you know it's so interesting. I think about, um, it's uh, personally, I like to be in charge. I like to know the answer. Uh, How many people have said to me, Allison, you have to start saying, I don't know more. And that's hard for me because a lot of my power from my childhood was knowing and was being in charge and was having the next play and being able to have some preparedness around what was about to happen. Um, 
And so, you know, that's a lot of the unlearning that I've had to do, but being with a therapist, it's really difficult to, for me to be really vulnerable because I don't want to look like I don't know the answer and I don't want to look like I, I don't know what I'm doing. That's really hard for me. Mm. So finding a therapist who gives me the space to, to feel that way, um, where I can just be vulnerable. It's just a knowing, it's just a feeling I have. I don't really know how else to describe it. Like I feel safe to really let everything down with this person and, and tell them about all the things that I maybe feel like I fucked up at and not have them be like, no, that, that was good. You did that. Mm -hmm." But be like, yeah, that was fucked up, Allison. Like, Mm -hmm. let's talk about why you did that. I'm like, okay. You know, not so much calling me out, but just holding me accountable and helping me to see why that behavior I did either made me feel yucky or why I did it in the first place. You know, that's, that is just priceless to me. That's everything I want to know. Um, I need someone who's going to call me out straight. Like yeah, Danica, right? no, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sit mm-hmm. down. No, bad yes. girl. No. Right. Yes. And I don't do well with way. the, and I don't, I don't really, I like it straight. I don't yeah. want to chase her. I need you to just say no. And let's yeah. think about it like this. Very yes. direct. Right. I, I don't do well with anyway. Well, exactly. Like, and, and some people really don't like the direct. There's so many styles of therapy. I'm a very conversational, um, like it's let's go, 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 move, move, move. I'm not going to sit and do a mindfulness activity with you for half the session. I'm not going to sit quietly. Um, I feel like there's a lot to process when clients come in, but, um, I know for me, right. It's really hard for me to sit in my feelings. I hate doing it. So I have to usually find a therapist who calls me out, but also is like, how's that going for you? Yeah. That's right. Huh? Yeah. Like, ooh, yeah. that hurts, doesn't it? Ooh, how's it feeling? I'm like, God damn it. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Choke. Die. You're like, um, <laughs> I hate this. in your chair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. And, and, and so you kind of, I think when you get to know yourself more and you know your Mm -hmm. shit, then you start to understand what you need more, but you've got to be really real with yourself and be like, well, I wish I could just find a therapist. You know, you don't want to say, I wish I could just find a therapist who tells me I'm right all the time. But some people really feel, I feel like that's actually a good place for some people to start is just feeling validated. Um, because that's really empowering when they, when they need to feel validated, like anything they say is okay. And, yeah. It's just such a dance. But, um, and then I think, you know, finding a therapist who doesn't talk about themselves the whole time, mm-hmm. um, in, in over indulgency just for themselves ways, I do self-disclose quite a bit. I always have a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's to give an example, if it's to make that person feel comfortable in that moment, mm-hmm. um, if it's to align with them and then we kind of pivot it over to a different thing. But I just think that there's, you know, a a point at which the sitting with the clipboard isn't like either healing either because people are like, what am I doing with this quiet person? So finding that balance of where therapists can be a human being too, they are human Mm -hmm. and that humanness also really does help the healing process. And Mm -hmm. um, that's just really different from the Freud days, you know, it just is. No, and I'm yeah, so no glad because I – and I guess this is just my personality and you can understand this, I'm sure, cancer, you know, fellow cancer rising. But if I'm just sharing and sharing and sharing, it starts to feel uncomfortable. Like, give me mm-hmm. something. Give me a little yeah. piece that shows that perhaps in some way, somehow you can relate. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't make me feel right. alone on my island. I just yes. I feel like I got a buddy. No. Well, like my therapist, she, she – I don't know – 
damn thing about her. Oh, it kills me. It really does. Um, and she's a little bit more old school, I guess. But at the same time, I don't actually want to know anything about her. She makes me feel like I know her, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I like that. I don't know a thing about her, but I feel like I know her because I she holds me. And I'm like, yeah. yes, Melissa, hold me in your arms. I yeah. love you. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, she's, yes. so, she's so good. God, God she's yeah. good. Oh, Yes. 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 And I do. Mm -hmm. I want to say something about to retract from what I said earlier about I want someone to be really straight with me. You do have to go through those moments of building together, creating that like very vulnerable, safe place. And then I will appreciate the directness. But like, if you come out the gate, number one, day one, and I'm, you know, crying in your office and telling you something and you're like, coming at me hot. Okay, well, no, that's no. not going to work. But, no. you know, once we develop that hold me, Casey is my person, you know, yeah. and we, she, we do all of the things, then I can appreciate that. I don't want people yeah. to think you go into therapy and they're just like coming out the gate, especially people who've no. never been. And it's scary. No. It's like, I don't want you to think that's what happened. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, and and that's a huge thing that people are afraid of. Like I hear a lot of people like, I don't want to go to therapy because I don't want to like go in there and like tell them everything and like have to like talk about hard stuff and like just go and like, but that's the whole point Point. is that you can go in and you can talk about as little or as Mm -hmm. much as you want. You're Mm -hmm. in charge. And if you're finding a therapist where it feels like you're not in charge as the client, get out of there. You are the expert on you. This person does not know you. You know you. So a lot of that as well is just trusting your own speed and your own trust in what you're sharing and and going as far. And, you know, like the other day I was telling my therapist something and I was like, did I ever tell you about this? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was such a big thing. But then I, I was like, wow, that's so interesting that I held on to this one story is so important, but I've haven't told her in, you know, years. Um, cause it actually isn't that important, right? Like the other mm. stuff I've been talking about is important. It was yeah. important to me at one point and was a huge topic in counseling, but not right now. So, you know, you, yeah. you kind of, it isn't like I got to go in there and tell every single little fucking detail of my entire life and every single trauma. It's like, well, what's going on right now? Just start there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Say you're working with a client and like when you start, and I know, you know, you do 15 minute consultations. I know you're not accepting clients right now, but when you are like, right, you do the 15 minute consultation, but is there a point where you guys do a quick check-in where you're able to speak openly or is it just kind of like, let's go. And if someone raises the hand, they raise the hand or like, I don't know. Is there any, Mm -hmm. like, is it formal or is it informal? I usually do that because someone will, you know, for example, I'm not going to work with someone who has an eating disorder um, because I'm not trained enough. I'm not going to work with someone who is in that specific, that's such a specific type of treatment. And I just Mm. am not, you know, Um, but, or if someone has, you know, maybe, I don't know, something going on that I know I can't treat. That's a hard Mm -hmm. one for therapists. You know, a lot of therapists are like, oh yeah, I can do anything. It's like, no, you can't Mm -hmm. know what you can't do. So I'm usually, that's on my end, what I'm screening for. Like, can I help or not? Mm -hmm. Um, 
I personally cannot work with a narcissist. It's just mm. too triggering for me. And that's not something that I will do. So I usually will screen for that as well. And really that's about it. Young kids, I can't work with young kids. Um, and then on the other end, it's like, is this person, do, do I get the heebie-jeebies? Do I get a sense mm. that they actually want to work? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they just here because someone's making them? Well, I'm not going to waste my time then. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, and then I usually just say, you know, a little bit about myself and how I work and my style and then it's up to them. It's always up yeah. to them. Right. Um, yeah. Unless, unless they kind of hit some of my no criteria. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I tell my friends when, you know, I tell everybody go to therapy, go to therapy. You got to go. Everybody's got to go. And I generally say like, think of it like dating, you know, yeah. go to the person for three times and see if you genuinely feel good sharing with them feel safe sharing with them and then if you don't like don't get too invested because I've personally done that myself my very first therapist um Ashley and I were living in New York City at the time we were living a very fun wild life and I had the sweetest little therapist but she was just little god bless her very Uh soft-spoken very sweet and I mean, I was dating rappers and drug dealers and athletes and having uh, uh, very terrible, unhealthy relationships. And I would just remember sitting there like, yeah, I was going to my boyfriend's house and this girl like jumped out of the bushes and like tried to attack me. And oh, she, she just sat normal. there like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, you don't. We're yeah. living the same experiences. Right. I yeah. love you. You're, right. you're great for somebody, but not for me at this point of my life right now. Yeah, you no. don't really get what I got going on. And mm-hmm. good, and honestly, good for you. You know, mm-hmm. nobody should, nobody should know about that. But it, so I wish, and maybe somebody did tell me that and I wasn't ready to date therapists. I just wanted help. Now, yeah. Right. You know, for sure. so like, I just wanted to jump in, but cause I think it's really hard when you've done like six months with someone and then you're like, fuck, I got to go say all of this to somebody else. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hard. The the email and text message that I get the most from people is, hey, Allison, um, how you doing? Hey, do you have any referrals uh, for a therapist for me or for my husband or for my daughter? From This is usually from friends um, or people that I know or people I haven't talked to in 20 years. They'll still reach out for a referral. Um, because it is so hard to find a good therapist and honestly finding a referral from someone who knows therapists or knows therapy, it is the way to go. So if you are looking for a good one, jot down that name of someone who you're hearing them talk about how much they love their therapist and call them up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and if they're full, ask them for a referral. The referral game is the only way to go in therapy. Oh, that's really good to know. Yeah. I've sent a lot of people to my therapist and They've all been really happy with her, so yeah, uh, that makes me feel good. Yes, I know. Good, I was exactly. gonna say Allison hooked me up with with my therapist that I was working yeah. with, oh. and I loved her. So, mm-hmm. oh, yes. that's great. Best. The best. Oh wait, Allison. Obviously, we're all friends, but like, would that be weird if I was like, "Hi, Allison, I'm going to be your client now." Is that weird? Yeah, you really you shouldn't know anything about your therapist, okay. right? Okay, and yeah, I would never work with friends. Hey, wait, I have a question for you. Did you watch yeah. Lucifer? It was you who was telling me about Lucifer, right? No. Did you watch it? Who was telling no, me about no. it? It was some. Maybe it was just at one of your events, Danica. Oh, yeah. But I feel like 
therapists in shows are so oh gosh far off cringe yeah okay yeah yeah like in lucifer do you guys know this show no so i know it because of you but i haven't seen it yet. yeah you guys both have to watch it it's on netflix right now and i really didn't pay it any mind and then i totally got hooked but the spiritual vibe in this is just wild it's a whole thing but anyway there's one of the main characters is a therapist She's every single character's therapist on the show. She is their best friend. She dates one of them and is their therapist. She sleeps with oh, one God. and is their therapist. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God. Oh, right. God. cringe. And so, cringe. you know, yeah, you start thinking about all of these different therapist portrayals on TV and in movies. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, no, you can't text your therapist. You can't call your therapist yeah. and hang out. You right. can't. Right. Granted, in small towns, it's a little different. There's more of a duality in relationships because your yeah. your client might also be the butcher at the supermarket, but or you know, yeah. you yeah. go there. But um, but no, you you can't really do that as a friend or like even yeah. you know, I wouldn't be able to see anyone's child if you're my friend. Yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Too that messy. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, so true. Boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, um, so oh no, go for it. Uh, no, do you? this is always kind of tough too. Like when you've been going to a therapist for a while and then you're kind of at that point where you you've gone to a few sessions and you're like, I don't really have anything else to say. And then you're, you can tell you're both kind of like giving it your best try. Like, what are we going to talk about today? You know? Mm-hmm. And I've also heard the phrase, like I've graduated or my therapist graduated me from therapy. And I just, I don't really believe in that cuz like you were saying earlier, you know, when I went to therapy when I was 27, now I'm 37, I'm definitely a different person with different struggles and different issues and different things that have come up from childhood that maybe didn't come up when I was 27. And so how do you know when it's time to kind of take a break or move on um and is graduating from therapy a thing? Yes, it is. And a good therapist will graduate you when they feel like you're done, right? Like a good therapist will say, you are okay right now. And I'm always here and Mm. go be free, right? Our, our job is to get you feeling well and, um, not to keep you in therapy forever. That is Mm. not helpful. Um, that being said, I have some clients who I've seen for eight years, so should probably, like, um, but, but it's more of almost like a, um, yeah, like a self-care touch base, right? Like it's, it's processing through, I think it's really different, especially depending on the age. So if I have a teenager who's coming in because they're terrified to speak in front of their classmates and give a presentation, we're going to be able to go through and go, you know, really attack that phobia. And then I'm going to say, okay, bye call me if you need me, you know, and then maybe they call me in a year and they're like, okay, now I'm in college and it's back and here's why. And, um, but yeah, I think pushing someone out of the nest is really important, um, because they need to know that they have done the the work and it was hard work and they've done it and they need to go apply it. And you're always Mm -hmm. there. Um, but you know, back to your other question too, sitting in therapy and not quite knowing, I think that is so normal. It is such a hump that you get through. You're like, hi, I'm here. We're new. I have all these things to tell you. Okay. Now I told you now either do your magic or like, do I have to go into other things? And a lot of the time you'll get clients that will come in and they have a lot, and this is their story. This is their narrative that they've probably told a zillion times. You can almost feel the storytelling in it because it's so familiar. 
And we all do that. We have a way of mm-hmm. sharing things about ourselves that are very story-based and storytelling. Um, it's safe. It's sounds vulnerable. It's not that vulnerable. I do it all the time. I catch myself, you know, um, it's a way to get people to trust you. Um, but that's not a bad thing. It's just also storytelling, which is a beautiful part of human experience. Um, in therapy, it's a little tricky because, you know, you're probably so detached from the story at that point, you're not experiencing it in a way that is helpful. Um, so a good therapist can usually bring back some points or set some goals. I think it's really important to have a therapist who sets goals with you. You know where you're going. You know what direction mm. you're heading in. What yeah. are we doing here? Um, yeah. Again, a little bit more old school to just be quiet. And that blank canvas is sort of what it's known as to where you get to go and fill it with your color. Like, okay. Um you do. You're paying someone to kind of guide you through a bit. So that's important. And if you feel like you are stuck, ask, where do you see us going? What do we do now? Like, I don't know what to talk about today. Yeah. And if they say, all right, well, then we'll just sit here. Yeah. And you can literally just sit and talk about the weather. You're not yeah. you're not trusting that therapist quite yet. So talk about your yeah. favorite song. Talk about your favorite TV show. Talk about your yeah. favorite whatever and just see how it feels. Right? Yeah. There's no and wrong then- answer. <laughs> And then sometimes when you go and you think, huh, I don't have a lot to yeah. share with today. And then sometimes those are like, where did that come from? Yeah. Right. All yeah, the time. The they end up being the best sessions. Yeah. yeah. So to kind of, well, this is sort of related, but I wanted to take it back to you really quick. Um, and because maybe me and Danica have talked about our own therapy and the best thing really being when we get into the good stuff and we have the breakthrough, like the first big breakthrough and we're like, wow. And we're seeing the patterning and we see that there's a way that we can shift. And so I guess because it's different for everyone, you know, um, is there a breakthrough moment that you've had in your own therapy that was so profound Mm -hmm. and, and life changing or pivoting or whatever, but just something that you could share that can kind of give people that, sense of understanding of like that this is what you need like this is what can happen i'm so excited to hear what you're gonna say oh you guys i have like i have like literally a million because you know don't forget that your master's program to become a therapist is just like one giant fucking therapy session for two years it's exhausting um, I didn't all think you're, about that. Yeah. All you're doing is like digging deep because they're trying to make you see all your shit so you're not out there putting it on to other people right uh. but and learning skills, obviously. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I, I, I'll just share one that I had yesterday with Melissa. Okay. Um, I was talking to her about having difficult conversations and how I had just had a difficult conversation with someone. And she said, Allison, you know, I got to tell you, you do a really good job of being direct and clear, but you're also kind. Oh. And I said, oh. you know... I, I don't think I would be, have been known, um, to be that way, you know, 10 years ago, I think I would always come in hot. Um, and I've really learned a lot about my own anger and my own ability to use my anger as an action and as a signal to myself that something needs to be done and not, you know, yelling or freaking out or name calling, which I definitely have been there in the past, right? 
Yes, yeah. girl. Yes. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yes. So I think being able to feel really upset and have big feelings, but being able to communicate them in a way that is productive mm-hmm. has been the biggest shift I have noticed about myself in the last probably five years. Definitely in the last couple of years. Um, and that's, you know, just to hear her say that out loud yesterday, because I know that's something I really try to work on and for her to recognize it and see it and say it back to me. I just was like, it's working, you know, like I'm doing it. Like it's important and it's happening. So let's give you a little bravo. I know. Thanks. I will just round of applause. Yes. (laughs) Because struggling with the same thing, that is a super tough one. So good job. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sharp tongue. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a thing. Um, it is. It is. But good job. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Um, Ash and I were talking about this, and this is something that I really am so like passionate about. And if I could talk to everyone on the planet about this next question, I would be so thrilled mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um I want to chat about the mind-body connection and how I feel like this is like completely looked over. And I mean, it's just just kind of like what you were just talking about. Like, so how do you feel in your body now that you've been doing therapy for this long? And what did it feel like before? Because I think, okay, no, you go. And then I'm going to say something else. You, I don't want to ask you too many questions at the same time. Go ahead. No, I totally, I know, I, you know, I feel like I know where you're heading, right? Because yeah, um, we we are also conditioned, programmed, and influenced as kids uh, as to how we process emotion and what, you know, I think there's obviously the nervous system, which is talking to us all the time and alerting us of cues of safety and danger perceived or real. Um and so we either mute and quiet those signals and reactions then in our body talking to us because it's not cool, right, to, to acknowledge that or we aren't really sure what to do with that information. So, you know, you're unlearning everything you picked up as a kiddo. Maybe you did grow up in a really, you know, cozy household where I think you you know, there's, there's plenty of people who were raised where it's like, well, how does that feel in your body? I just heard a little person the other day, I don't know, she's probably three or four, and she said, I'm feeling very frightened in my body. And I just went, yes, parents. I don't know who you are, but yes, yes, yes. Right. Just saying, how do you feel in your body? That's so new. That's such a new thing. That's not how our parents raised us. No, I didn't (laughs) grow up hearing that in anyone's household I ever went to. (laughs) No, no. No. And that's very generational, of course. Yeah. So um, a lot of it is just learning what the hell is even going on in your body and then you know, sitting in that discomfort and knowing that it's trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not freaking rocket science or news anymore that trauma is stored in the body. The body keeps score. Good old Bessel van der Kolk, yep. one of the most popular books on the planet. <laughs> right? Like, yep. yeah, it's the best. It's like amazing. So it's no surprise and it it manifests in every symptom under the sun. And we just unfortunately, allopathic Western medicine doesn't really emphasize that, right? Like you have stomach aches. Well, let's talk about what you're eating. Well, it could also be anxiety guys. Hey, you have hip pain. Well, what are you, what emotions are you storing? Right. We're just, we're not there yet. And I think Mm -hmm. there's, you know, this alternative medicine and this other way of thinking, and that totally lands in the spiritual world as well. 
mm-hmm. where it's like optional. And I just fucking hate that quite right. frankly, yeah. that it's optional. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, and so just like a personal share. So my son's four. You guys all know him, Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other night, my brother was cooking and there was – so long story short, there was a fire in the pan. And so we're all kind of panicking, not trying to panic. So my parents are holding Brooks. This whole thing happens and, it, you know, it's fine. We get, you know, we get everything situated. But I'm getting Brooks now his ice cream because he had asked for that before this whole chaotic moment. And he's sitting down and he looks at me and he's like – I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling fear and I feel it in my stomach right now, mom, my stomach hurts. And I was like, well, let's talk about it. But it was just right. Like we've been trying to teach him that, but to have this very, it worked. It was, yeah, it was, it was a fear (laughs) moment, you know, and we all were like, okay, we're fine. Like we, you know, we've been, we're adults. We understand this more, but to see him go through that, it was really, um, I was like, oh yes, yes. So yes. So important. So I, I see it a lot, you know, especially with men where um, it's so cliche, but it's, I'm sorry, it's true a lot where, where they say like, oh yeah, I was, I was mad or sad or it, that's sad. Right. Or, oh, I was irritated. I was irritated instead of angry. Like there's like three emotions that they'll say and that's it, you know? And it's yeah. like after working with a client and you kind of have them describe a really sad thing and they'll say, yeah, it was, it was really disappointing instead of just sad. You, know, yeah. you start learning almost the different ways that they're coding their emotions that are more appropriate mm. rather than just what it actually is. So, so much of just education and therapy will be just, hey, wait, wait, what's coming up for you right now? Like, where do you feel it in your body? Can you name it? Let's sit mm-hmm. with it for 10 seconds and now mm-hmm. we can move on. And that's really hard for people, you know, yeah. it just is. No, it's so true. Well, even, I mean, in my work, when I am looking at someone's chart and I can see that they're a really intuitive being and, you know, talking through and trying to understand, are they connected to their intuition? How do they feel about that? A lot of times Mm -hmm. I'm sending my clients follow-ups on, you know, how to really reconnect with your intuition. And that is your birthright. Like we are all intuitive beings. So anyways, it's just, yeah, it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of coming there's a disconnection at some point and usually it's familial and you know, there's shame involved. And so unlearning that and being able to say, no, I feel this way and I can do something about it. Right. Like you, I mean, gosh, I don't know if everyone follows all of the therapy memes or maybe it's just me. I'm not sure, but you know, (laughs) you know, right. But like all the ones that are like, when you're the one that starts really tapping into your experience and you're the only one in your family that starts, starts really understanding your feelings and emotions and, and you know, all these things, you can feel like you're out on an Island by yourself because Mm -hmm. you're now speaking a totally different language than the rest of the people in your Mm -hmm. world. And it's, it is scary. And and a lot of people don't really want to take that risk, even though we know the reward is, is great, but Mm -hmm. it's, there's so much to it, you know? Mm -hmm. I, my favorite therapy meme is when it's, you know, all like our mom's generation, maybe like the 65 year old ladies whispering like, Oh, uh, Susan went to therapy. Can you believe it? And then our generation is like, girl, let me tell you what my therapist <laughs> yes. said, honey. Yes. You know, yes. like, okay. Yes. The therapy yeah. club, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No. And I'm so glad that we're like at this point, like, I just keep thinking, what is it going to be like for our children? Like yeah. how amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes. Oh. I know. 
Well, we have one final question. Um, so thank mm -hmm. you. I feel like you've dropped so many good little gems here. Um, but one that I think is so near and dear to us. Oh, wait, go, Dan. No, no, I'm just really excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 no, oh. but I think, um, you know, so I know you personally, but I know that your spiritual journey has certainly, um, you know, come up and is it just a little bit more happening or, or important to you really exploring what spiritual spirituality means mm -hmm. to you, um, with regards to healing. And so I'm curious because again, we talked about, you know, therapy being very much a gateway to exploring alternative healing modalities. If you could share some of the current ones that you're into or something that's really exciting you right now, or just would be really interesting for our listeners to hear about. Um, yes. we'd love to, to hear what you're liking, what you're disliking or wh whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just a note, you know, I think you can do all the therapy in the world, but there comes a point when you do start to get a glimpse at your higher self mm. and that higher self has so much wisdom and so much trust and so much potential. And for me, like I know her, I've probably always known her, I think that I was, I know, I don't think I know I was raised to question myself and to doubt my own experience and to doubt my truth. Mm. So finding my higher self and really understanding that I have all of this magic in me, everyone does, has been so beautiful, especially for my inner child, right? Especially yes. for the little girl who was shut down all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. So the voice that I have, the voice that I can use and the voice that I feel empowered to continue to grow and mature, um, that is something that you're right. Therapy is a gateway because I don't know that I'd be able to receive her or even understand what the fuck to do with her right. if I didn't have all this other information about what to do, right? So mm -hmm. um, I needed to know my triggers. I needed to know my scaffolding from, from childhood. I needed to know what my hurts were in order to heal them and then be able to have this not new version, just a more evolved version of myself come in and say, let's go. Like, you got yeah. it it's all good. You don't need anything. You're okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's what I hope people can combine therapy and spirituality with. I don't even think I knew what the word spirituality really meant. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it's such a, it's such a, a big word. So yeah. Well, and there is, there's so many negative connotations sometimes, yeah. you know, there's religion, there's all these things that are tied to it, but yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and really for me, spirituality is just, uh, like I said, tapping into my, my inner knowing my truth, my, my higher being, my power, my magic, whatever you want to call it. So, um, I think the thing that I am very connected to is, um, I love, I love my cards. I'm a, I'm a tarot girl. Yes. Um, I'm so connected to them and I love them so much. And, and I was just talking to someone, a friend, my friend, Nicole about, um, you know, that is meditation for me. That is just being quiet and still and thinking about what it is that I want to think about that next week, or I want an answer to, or, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a huge one. And the other part too, is just learning more about, um, just my birth chart and, and, you yeah. know, it's so cool. Like I'm on all the apps. I'm just, I'm just earlier today drinking <laughs> coffee and looking out at the snow and just learning about what's going on. And, um, it doesn't feel like I'm here 
uh, on, you know, because of any accident, I'm here for a purpose. Mm. I'm here on purpose and, um, and I matter and, and I, and I'm, I'm supposed to, to just, you know, have faith in whatever Mm. is meant for me and wherever I'm going, there's a plan and whatever God or whatever you believe in, cool spirit guides, whatever, but you got to trust that it's, it's, it's meant for me. All of it is happening for me, not to me. So Yes. Yeah. A conversation I've been having a lot lately with a lot of different people is old story of like, oh, he's becoming his father. She's becoming her mother. And I really believe if you're not actively working to not become your parents, I think Mm. you will become your parents because it's the only kind of blueprint you have um, as an adult. Um, So I think for me, it's a lot of like kind of getting really quiet with yourself and Mm -hmm thinking like, is this what I think? Is this what I believe? Or is this like my programming? And that is in a nice way. You know, like, of course, my parents tried their best. They did their best. But like, does that resonate with who I am? Like how Mm. they did that? Because a lot in therapy, I would be like, well, that's how I was raised. Yeah. Real Mm -hmm. high and mighty shit, you know? And it's like, okay, well, let's take that back a little bit. And does that agree with me? Yeah, But I don't think a lot of people take the time to stop and slow down and think like, does that feel good for me? Maybe that works really great for them or somebody else, but I don't know if that feels right for me. Yeah, And then figuring out, okay, that doesn't. So what, how am I going to do that thing my way and what Mm -hmm. feels good for me? No, Mm -hmm. I so know what you mean. And even lately, you know, again, I'm working with my own intuition too and like what feels good and what doesn't, what resonates, what doesn't. And I will find things that, you know, my parents, my family don't necessarily align with and I will feel it in my body and just feel like this feels like truth to me. Whoa, this is so different from Mm -hmm. what I was raised with or what I know, like I know I'm going to have a you know, a disagreement or whatever, if I share this, like, mm-hmm. but it is, it's so, I don't know. It's, you're right. It is so interesting to be at a place of like, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel it, but I feel it. Like I, I can't, can't shut that off. I can't right. like poo poo that it, it's, it's there. So yeah. Anyway. yeah. Knowing what to do with it next is, is, is always the question. Like, I know this doesn't feel good. I know this isn't right. I know this isn't authentic. I know this is generational. I know that this is, you know, right. default, but I got to do something else right now. And that's going back to the very beginning of the episode here, right? Like why do people come into therapy? Because they have that moment. That's another reason. Like I do not want to repeat this bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Right. You guys, I got pregnant with Baylor on the exact same day, the same age as my mother, knowing my dad the exact same amount of time that I knew my son's dad. So my son's due date, was August 2nd. That's my birthday, right? So literally, right. yeah. And I got pregnant Ooh, on my mother's birthday. <gasps> oh, I just got chills too. Dude, I know. Oh. I'm like full blown here. Whoa, whoa. Right? And yeah. if people don't think that's a thing, like, yeah. come on. You really yeah. have to be mindful about your life. Yeah. yeah. Like wow, I got pregnant wow. on accident wow. literally the same day as my mother. Like, at the exact same age. Like, it's just no fucking joke. Right. So it's like, that was, that was what I remember writing my, my, you know, 
thing to get into uh, my master's program. And that was a big part of it. I was like, so patterns are real. Here's the thing, you guys, you know, like yeah. undo these. What's the deal? Oh my God. Um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I would just challenge everybody, anybody listening, right? Like the more, you know, you have more power. It doesn't mean that you're a bad daughter. If you go in and talk shit about your mom, you know, like therapy is the place to do it. You're processing a very important person and figure in your life. And you may need to toss some things around in order to know how they could land differently in order to heal and have a better relationship with everybody. Mm. Right. Like, Mm. And that goes for anyone in your life. It's it's just you're tossing things around because you want deeper, closer connections. And I will tell you what, the people who you know that have a difficult time with real close connections, probably for lots of reasons, but I'm going to almost go out and guess that they're not in therapy, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. yeah. So, right. And yeah. those are the ones. I know. Ones. Yeah. And they have their yeah. reasons and that's fine, but it's hard yeah. to get close to those people. You yeah. know, it really is. I have some, and I just want to shove them in the door. <laughs> Girl, so same. Yeah. So yeah. bad. Yeah. I know. I put a post out today on Instagram, and I ended it with, and go to therapy. I know. I, I saw know. that. I saw, I saw that. that. That's, yeah. that's, my, yeah. that's my thing for 2022. I'm just going to end anything and everything with, and go to therapy. Yeah. And that's that. my contribution. <laughs> oh, Al, we just adore you. Like, thank oh, you so you much. This is Yay. exactly what we wanted to get out of today's conversation and what really what we wanted our listeners to to feel, to hear all the things. So thank you oh, so, so much. Yes. We love you. Absolutely. We love you so and much. Honestly, if anyone's listening and you just like have a question about therapy and you don't know who to ask or you're too afraid to ask or you just want to know, like message me and I'm I like couldn't be more of an open book and I totally get it because I'm there. I've been there and I want everyone to go to therapy and have it be something that is good, right? Yes. And we're going to put all the info for how people can get in touch with you in the show notes, but can you share just, you know, your Instagram, Instagram. your website, whatever you want? Yeah. Um, Because I'm a therapist, I am a private, um, Ah. I have a private account on Instagram, so my clients can't find me. Okay, Um, great. But uh, you can reach out to one of these two and they can they can connect yes. us. But my website yes. is allisonnorristherapy.com. N-O-R-R-I-S. Um, yep. A-L-L-I-S-O-N. Yeah. Find me there. You can message me on there anytime or um, shoot me an email, allisonnorristherapy at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, we love you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. 